Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. I'm sitting here with T-Mac Tony McKinnon on a beautiful spring day yes. in Oklahoma, yes. which is pretty ironic because last week whenever we were recording, it was... Um, we were in a winter wonderland. We, we were the only ones on campus. That's exactly right. I mean, it was like, you know... 19 degrees, it feels like 11 or something like that. Six, eight inches of snow on the ground. Yeah. Only place the lights were on was Granny's Attic. Yeah, because you know, we're faithful here. We are faithful. So we're recording this on February the 9th. You know what? Hey, what? the mail didn't even run that day. Really? That neither rain nor sleet nor snow will never stop the postman from his appointed rounds. It's a lie in Bixby. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was ice. Yeah, it doesn't but, say anything about well, ice. Well, we were here. You know, we're more faithful uh, than the postman. The postman. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And so, you know, you that are not from this area or Oklahoma or, or even any, anywhere geographically around us, um, we have bipolar weather. And, um, you know, one day it's spring, one day it's summer, one day it's winter, same, same day. You know, and so there's, I remember one day, it was in a December day. We actually, it was, it was the day of a Christmas banquet one year. Um, for the, the school, and um, that day I saw the the grounds crew, the the light crew actually were working, wearing shorts, and um, that night we got three inches of snow, mm-hmm. and um, it was pretty cold. But well, see, Oklahoma's getting up in years, and she's having these hot flashes, hot flashes, these different <laughs> things that come on, yeah. you know. So it's yeah, it's strange. Yeah. So yeah, you mm-hmm. never know about the weather here in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you know. But anyway. Don't forget, if you want to um, send us an email, you can email us, podcast at rhema.org, or you can like us on Facebook and Instagram. And we're still trying to get Doug Jones on the podcast. We've been trying for a long time. Yeah. That, that, that guy keeps him. He's resistant. He's, he's, yeah. So djones at rhema.org. I mean, please, just fill his box up. I mean, every day. Blow it up. Yeah. In fact, if, if you have his phone number, text him every day. Yeah. You know, podcast. Podcast. So. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah podcast you know podcast yeah i mean you know he's he gets a lot of them we just want to let you know but so so so, you know you can keep keep doing that well today's guest um cf rainey he pastors lone star baptist church and we'll talk about how that happened um um, and he says it's not really in a town but the closest town is denver missouri so anyway but we'll talk about how that came on but first of all it's good to have you all right thank you uh Honored to be here and, and be on with you guys. I, yeah. yeah. So you are a Raymond graduate. What, what year did you graduate from? Graduated Raymond? in 99, same year that me? Tony did. Yep. 99. We class were the best me. class, 25th, silver class. There you go. Yeah. Really? That was 25 years? We were the silver class. We got a special t shirt. We I did. Don't fit I, anymore. It doesn't fit anymore. Well, it's because of the crawfish. <laughs> I mean, if you guys listen to the podcast a lot, Tony likes to talk about food. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every time he travels, you know, he always comes back and said, hey, I ate this or mm-hmm. ate that or whatever. Yeah. So that's why your shirt don't fit no more. Yeah, well, <laughs> there are worse problems to have, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So anyway, let's talk about your, your Rhema story. Talk about, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you were a sinner and, you know, had some kind of special experience that came to <laughs> Rhema or, or how you grew up. Okay, so I grew up in the area where we're pastoring now, northwest Missouri, in a little town about uh, 1,500 people just south of our church. So, so and uh, how, how far was the nearest Walmart? 
about 20 miles. It's actually in the town I live in currently. Oh, really? We, we, we have a Walmart. We've no, got a McDonald's. Well, 20 miles is not that far to drive. Cause see, that's how I was determined. If you really live out in the middle of nowhere, because one person told me that they live like an hour and a half from a Walmart. I'm like, now that's the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully, thankfully we had we had one close. Now we didn't get it until I think I was like 15 years old. Yeah, and it went in. Uh, but grew up in that town. I am. Well, we didn't have Walmart when I was 15. Yeah, we had TG and Y. TG and Y. Yeah, there you there go. You go. <laughs> That's where it was at. I remember that place. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm number four out of five kids. Uh, grew up in a two parent household. Both parents born again. Um, my dad was born again, but didn't really attend church with us. Uh, was kind of that generation that uh, mom. Yeah. takes the yeah. kids to church and those things. And so I actually grew up in the church where we're pastoring, grew up at Lone Star as a kid. Oh, wow. really? Yeah, and uh, it's where I got born again, uh, where, where I got baptized and uh, later got married and, of course, our first pastorate, uh, but grew up in church there. And so Lone Star is an interesting building. Uh, 1863 is the original part of the church is when it was built. And then they added on in 1917 a bell tower, uh, some classrooms, a stage, and a basement. And, uh, that, that and to put this in perspective, my grandfather was born in 1917. Yeah, kind of puts it in perspective. Of, you know, and, and he would be over 100 years old now if he was still alive. So yeah, so so that was the building, and so I turned 16 in 1988. We did not have an indoor bathroom in the church until I was 16 years old. Oh my goodness, <laughs> we we had a his and hers a his and hers outhouse uh, out in the parking lot. Uh, they were nice. They were two holers, yeah. so so Dude, two people could catalog. two two people could <laughs> two people could go at the same time, uh, and 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 that was it. It's the the churches was about twelve miles north of where we live. There's really no town of any significance. A couple towns around thirty people that are about six seven miles away, uh, but you get to the big towns fifteen hundred and and three thousand about twenty miles away, and so you know driving now, out now, to the country. That, um, the big towns. big towns. Oh yeah, yeah. Relative. I mean, you know, it, it is all relative. So you, you realize that's less people than we have in our church. Yeah, you you <laughs> could take my building and fit it on the stage here yeah. at, at Rama, and and so uh, you know, just grew up. Mom was an amazing woman. Uh, loved loved God. Made sure we were in church. Sunday school, uh, Sunday morning youth on Wednesday nights. Uh, vacation Bible school during the summers, and uh, got born again as a teenager. Uh, Thank God for the Baptists. They, they know how to lead people to Jesus. And, and I knew John 3.16 and uh, received Jesus as my Savior. And then uh, my dad passed away later that year. And uh, so my older siblings were all out of the house. It was just me and my little sister. And I get to the point where I graduate high school. And I knew there was something more, right? I, I, I'm supposed to leave. My older siblings had all went to college. And I'm like, okay, uh, all my friends were going to college. I'm like, I'm just going to go to college. So I left and went to University of Missouri. And uh, the whole time I was there, I was just lost. I, I'm just like, there, there's some, it doesn't feel right. I don't want to be here. I was a good student in high school. I was a horrible student in college. Mm-hmm. It, it just, because it, it didn't click. I, I tell people looking back now, uh, it was always the leading the Holy Spirit to do something different. I just didn't know how to be led by mm-hmm. the Spirit of God. I, I was born again, but I had, right, the Holy Ghost is in there, but I don't need him until, right, break glass in case of merchant. When I get to heaven, when I'm dying, I'll, I'll let him out. But I had no idea how to hear from the Holy Spirit. So I'm in college, I'm, I'm in a fraternity, and I'm just floundering. And I get a call uh, from our pastors back home at Lone Star. And uh, of course, my dad's not there. My older siblings have all moved away. And uh, he says, CF, you need to get home. Your mom's in trouble. I said, well, what's going on? He said, I think she's joined a cult. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so I'm like, okay, I'll be home this weekend. 
And, and, and so I drive and I go home. And what had happened was she'd started going to a women's aglow prayer mm-hmm. meeting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She got filled with the Holy Ghost. She started attending a little spirit-filled independent Christian church uh, there in one of the little towns, uh, New Hampton, a town of about 300 people. And uh, he thought she had went off the deep end. And so I come home here. I'm, I'm like probably 20 years old. And I come home, I'm the man of the house because dad's gone and older siblings are all out of state. And uh, I go to church with her that morning. I'm like, I'll check this out. I, I didn't tell her I think you're in a cult. I just said, I'll check this <laughs> out. And so I go, and, and it was different. Uh, they didn't just have uh, someone playing piano. They had a guy playing guitar. And they had someone playing drums, <laughs> right? And, and worship was a little livelier than the, the first, second, and last verse of Just As I Am, which, which is what I grew up with, and, and a little lady named Roxy playing the piano when I was a kid. And so I'm like, huh, this is different. And, and the pastor, uh, he didn't wear a tie, and, and it, it was a little less informal type of message. But, but again, I didn't know it, but looking back on the inside, I didn't know it was my spirit, but on the inside, I'm like, Mom's going to be okay. In fact, she'd struggled with some things after Dad died. Uh, but I'm like, she's mom's going to be okay. And so I went back to college and I called our pastor and I said, J- just don't pester anymore. She's going to be all right. I-, I didn't understand any of it, but I'm like, she's going to be all right. And so I go back to college and again, I'm just floundering. I'm, I'm not doing well. I- I'm skipping classes and uh, grades are tanking. And I decide I'm on leave. My brothers at the time uh, were working for an environmental company in Arizona and I could get a job where I could travel the country, do environmental testing, make good money. Right, I'm 20. I'm like, that'd be great. I'll make money and see the country. And so I leave school to go do that. And, and I go do that, and then I come back to school for a semester. And then I leave and go do that. And then I come back for a semester. And then I leave a final time to do that. And I'm back in my mom's uh, house for the weekend. I think it's my little sister's birthday. And mom's having a Women's Aglow prayer meeting upstairs. And uh, so at this time, I'm like 23 years old. And... Uh, one of the ladies, I hear them up there, you know, they're loud and stomping around mm-hmm. and whatever. And a lady comes down, my bedroom is in the basement, and she knocks on my door. And she says, CF, we've been praying about you. And I said, all right, whatever, you know, thank you, yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> and she goes, you're supposed to go here. And she hands me this booklet about Rhema. Wow. Well, well I'd never heard of Kenneth Hagin. I'd never heard of Rhema. And, and I know there are going to be people listening that don't understand, but there's a time without the Internet yeah. yeah, where you couldn't just look stuff up, Thank and you, you. right if if you didn't have if they weren't on the five channels, right? They were on yeah. my TV yeah, or the the, <laughs> the 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 twenty. Once we finally got cable in town, right? The twenty channels, you didn't know about it, and, and so really the only hey, word I remember of, the day we got cable, I was so oh excited. man, so do I. I remember they flipped that on. I'm like, oh, yeah. I love it. I just sit there. Well, the biggest thing is we had this. It was a wire in a little box with punchers, but but. It allowed my dad to be able to sit in his easy chair and change the channel without me getting up. So, <laughs> plus, we had more channels. So oh, yeah, that was the best. You know, and, 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 and I know people out there right now, they, they can't imagine not having 200 channels you know, to be able to watch. Oh, I know. Them, you know but, and, it, then, and like, oh, there's nothing on TV. And it, and it changed like this. Do, do, oh, do. yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing to have a younger sibling to yeah, be yeah, your remote yeah, control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was the original remote control. <laughs> and I was the oldest. My sister never, you know, because my mom would always yell at me like, you know, you're going to get radiation, so don't get too close to the TV. I don't know if you ever heard that one. No, we, we were going to all go blind. So, so, um, so my sister never needed to get radiated, I yeah. guess. So I always yeah. was a, She was protecting yeah. your yeah. sister. Or maybe that or I watched more TV than my sister did. My dad's always like, hey, change the channel. Because my family, my dad and my grandfather, they don't like to watch commercials. 
And so, you know, it was always, and a commercial goes on, you change, you see what else is on, and then they would flip back and forth. <laughs> um, you know, now, like, a lot of times I watch sports, and so, you know, football games, a lot of times there were two games on at the same time, and so we'd flip between, unless it was the Cowboys, we always watched all the Cowboy games, even though I would flip it to the other game, during, you know, watch Kansas City during the during commercials, and he's like, commercials probably over, flip it back. <laughs> so, anyway. And, and, and so the she good old days. So she hands me this book, right? So I don't, I know nothing about Word of Faith, really anyone spirit filled. If you would have asked me at the time, do you know any uh, preachers like that, uh, Oral Roberts and Kenneth Copeland? Just because they would be on regular TV and you'd see them, but I'd yeah. probably never listen to a message or knew anything. And so she hands me this book, and I go back out on the road a couple days later, and I'm in uh, Sumter, South Carolina. Okay. And I'm in my hotel room, and I just start reading the little book. And all of a sudden, again, I don't know it's the Holy Ghost in my spirit, but something on the inside starts being like, this is where you've supposed to have been. You've been missing it, and this is where you're supposed to be. And, and so I, I called the number, and I asked them to mail me an application to the hotel where I'm staying, working. And, and they mailed me an application, and I get it. And uh, the application says it has to be typed. And again, if you're listening and you don't understand, there was a typewriter and it had little things that would throw words up, uh, letters up onto a piece of paper. And so I'm in a hotel. I don't have a typewriter. Yeah. And so I go down to the front desk and I said, hey, I have to fill this out. I need a typewriter. Can I use yours? They're like, no. Well, thankfully, and we mentioned Walmart earlier, Walmart has a great return policy. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the local Walmart in Sumter, South Carolina, bought myself a typewriter, typed up the application and, and returned it. And got my money back. But as you get to that place in the application, and I haven't seen one for a while, but I, I assume it's similar. It, it asks, you know, all your information, when you were born again, that, that information. Then it says this question, or it did. Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues? Yes or no? Then after that it says, explain. You're like, what? <laughs> so I looked at it, and I'm like, No explanation this is literally what i put down i don't know anything about it yeah and i just told myself i'm gonna be honest with these people i don't know these people i've never heard of these people i'm gonna be honest they're supposedly christian people and they'll either accept my honesty or they will reject me and i'll know this isn't where i'm supposed to be and it wasn't a, a few weeks later my mom called and uh, i had received a letter from rama and uh, she said you want me to open i said yes and she said uh, you've been accepted and so i'm like all right well, I guess I'm coming off the road. I'm going to quit my job, and I'm moving to uh, Oklahoma. And, and let me stop you right there. If you are listening at home or wherever you might be, you can do the same thing, but the easiest way to do it is go to rbtc.org, <laughs> rbtc.org, and you can. there's plenty of information about Raymond Bible Training College. And um, if you'll just give us your information, your, your name, your email, your phone number. We'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call and talk to you about Rama and try to set up a time to, to come and visit us here on campus. Or if you know you're ready to go, like CF, I mean, you're ready to go. You don't have to pull a typewriter out. You can <laughs> click a button and fill your application online. And so it's right there online, it's really quick, really Walmart, easy. Walmart not required. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to go to Walmart <laughs> and, and borrow a typewriter or anything like that. And so it's just really easy, rbtc.org. Anyway, back to UCF. And, and, and so I get accepted, and so I quit my job. I, I moved back home for a few weeks trying to gather up all my stuff uh, to, to move to Oklahoma. I still have never been to Rhema. I still have never read a Brother Hagen book. I still have never heard a Brother Hagen message. And have you ever been to Oklahoma by that time? Uh, I mean, I'd, been, I'd, I mean. I'd been through Oklahoma. 
yeah. but but uh, never spent any time in in this area at all. And so I'm just like, that's where I'm going. And I'm Probably telling Interstate 44 coming yeah, through. <laughs> and I'm telling friends, they're like, what are you doing? Right, friends from college and friends. Yeah. What do you know about this? What kind of school is it? I, I go, I don't know. I I just know mm-hmm. something on the inside says I'm supposed to be there. For the, yeah. for the first time, honestly, probably since my dad had passed away, so you're talking about seven, eight years, I had a piece on the inside of me that I couldn't explain B- because all of a sudden now I'm, I'm being obedient to a call that I didn't know was on my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And uh, so, so here I am uh, getting ready to move, and, and I'm, uh, so I would have been 24 at the time by this time in the summer. And uh, all my friends that, from high school, all my friends in college, they'd gotten married. And I'm, I'm like, man, I'd kind of like to get married at some point in my life. I'm, I'm going to be 25 before long. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to Christian school. Maybe, maybe I'll meet a girl there. I, I want to serve God. Maybe I'll meet someone. Uh, well, just before I left, my little sister, who's six years younger than me, had a really good friend named Nicole, who was five years younger than me, who had just went on a mission trip with Teen Mania Ministries. And my mom had helped finance it. And so she came over after a mission trip to tell my mom all about it. And I'm sitting there in my mom's living room, getting ready to, you know, I'm packing up stuff, getting ready to go in a few weeks. And I'm watching this uh, pretty little blonde girl talk to my mom about God. And I think, well, I want to serve God, I think. And she <laughs> wants to serve God. And she's pretty. You know, I don't know. But, but she was getting ready to leave to go. She, she came to Oklahoma first, and then she was part of the class of, go, of uh, Teen Mania that moved from Tulsa to Texas. Okay. So she was only here a couple weeks. Uh, but I'm like, she's going to be in Texas for a year, and, and they have rules, and she can't date, and all these things. So I, I put it on a back burner. And so I, I load up my truck, literally like the Beverly Hillbillies, my pickup. Uh, my, my stepdad was supposed to help us move down. He had something come up, and he couldn't bring his pickup. So he said, you can fit everything in yours. I said, no, I can't. And he said, well, build some rails <laughs> out of scrap lumber. <laughs> I, I mean, it looked bad. And, and so I, I come down, and I'd found an apartment uh, just on the phone uh, up on 41st Street. And so I right, hadn't been here, and I got all my stuff in my clampet truck, and I, I moved down. And, so and what, Like 41st and Garnett, somewhere around there? Yeah. yeah. And, and so I, uh, I, I get here, and, and this whole time I'm, I'm still thinking about that girl, but I'm like, I'm here for a purpose. And I'm like, if I meet someone, I meet someone, but, but I'm here for a purpose. And where I was a horrible student in college, I had been a good student in high school, but I didn't want to be at college. Uh, I never missed a day of class, never missed a single class, never missed a second of class, read every book probably five times, uh, did every assignment I was supposed to do because, again, something was just burning on yeah. the inside of me when I arrived. And so I arrive. I'm still not filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I get here, and I'll never forget uh, the first Sunday where my mom's still here because my sister, my little sister at the same time, moved to come down to ORU. She was going to be a freshman at ORU, so mom moved two kids down here. And so we're at church on a Sunday morning with, with Pastor Hagen, and, uh, you know, we're there, and obviously it's huge compared to what we're used to because Lone Star, you know, a little church in the mm-hmm. country, and, and it's huge, but you're like, okay, it's big, whatever. I've, I've traveled. I've been in big places before. Yeah. And Sunday morning, while it was different, you know, they had the whole orchestra choir and, and everything going. I'm like, you know, this is, this is okay. And then I come back Sunday night. Mom had went home. My sister was over at ORU. And I come back Sunday night. And I can't remember which, which of the associates was preaching, but the Holy Ghost got to moving. And here I am on a Sunday night in this big auditorium, and people start shouting, 
and people start dancing. And then the guy next to me takes off running. <laughs> and I literally say to myself, Lord, what have you gotten me into? Because <laughs> I'm like, this is not what I signed up for. I, I thought I was getting a normal Christian experience. This does not seem like a normal Christian experience. I go back to my apartment, and I'm just really praying. I'm like, man, I don't know. But again, on the inside, I don't know it's the Holy Spirit, but I have a piece about it all. And, and it's basically uh, the Holy Spirit's like, look, it's different, but this is right. And so I start going to class, end up, got filled with the Holy Ghost during orientation week, uh, during one of the, the services there, and it changes everything. Yeah. And, and Craig was talking about uh, applying to Rama. Rama and, and what it did for me changed everything. The trajectory of my life was going in one way, and being here changed everything. And so I'm here my first year, and I'm I'm just really pouring myself into the the books. I'm, I I was telling someone the other day, my family, our church, where we're at now, mm. everyone is first generation Word of Faith Spirit filled. Mm. Well, no no one came out of a, a background yeah. of oh yeah we listened to Brother Hagen books and oh yeah Grandma listened and oh yeah we went to meetings and we did this. Every single person is is first generation. As far as the adults, it's mm-hmm. it's the kids, and we've actually yeah. I think we've sent five or six from church through Rama yeah. since since we've been pastoring, and and you just look so everything I was seeing I was seeing for the first time I, I wasn't in a church that had ever heard Mark eleven uh, be taught the way Brother Hagen taught it, and and so I'm just like oh my gosh everything's just new and I'm just devouring everything that comes my way. And you talk to other students, they're like, oh, I haven't read that yet. And I'm like, I've read it like five times. You've never, you've never, have you not read the believers, the book about the believers authority? It's the most amazing thing in the world. And so I'm just feeding. But, but during this time as I'm seeking God, uh, God reveals to me, he says, you're going to marry that girl, Nicole. I'm like, okay. Right. So now I've, I've, I've got filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm starting to understand how to God, hear from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so here's the crazy thing. And we tell people this all the time. Uh, we do not suggest you do what we did. Okay. It's how God moved in all of my parents tell us yeah. as well. Whenever they have their marriage or family class, no, don't do what we did. Cause, cause Nicole and I never dated. Yeah. So she could not date. She's in Texas. We literally, it was like 1940s. We wrote letters. And we wrote letters to so each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we're writing these letters, and they're not love letters. They're just friend letters talking about what, what's God doing in your life at, at Teen Mania in Texas and what's God doing in my life at Rama in Oklahoma. And we're writing these letters back and forth, and we, we talk on the phone every once in a while. And, and it ended up after Christmas break that year, I'm like, I know that I know. I'm marrying her. Well, now she's like, she knew that she knew she was going to marry me. And so she was back home, and I was back home. Um, I think it's sometime, probably around this time of year, around February. And we both knew, but right, you don't want to be the first one to say it because if you're wrong, <laughs> hey, I'm supposed to marry you. You're like, what? I thought we were just friends. I don't want to marry you. And yeah, so that's we're that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I meant marry. I don't know. I don't, even, I don't even know where to go from that. Merry time. <laughs> and, and so we're both kind of looking at well, each she, other. You should have done it around Christmas, like Merry, Merry Christmas. Yeah. I, I say Merry Christmas. <laughs> I missed my chance to, to hide it. And so we're both looking and we're both dancing around this. But you can tell we know something. We, we each look like, I'm sure, the cat that ate the canary. And, and finally, I'm sure she's, she's bolder than I am. And she just said, uh, you know, I've been praying. And the Holy Ghost said, we're, we're supposed to get married. And I was like, whew, yes, he said the same thing to me. And uh, so then we end up, I do it the right way. I, I have a meeting with her father and to go meet to ask for her hand in marriage, which was uh, at the time the toughest thing I ever did in my life. 
because he's six foot four, like 250 <laughs> pounds. He was benching like 405 pounds at the time, just a huge guy. I'm like, I've got to ask this guy for his, his daughter, uh, her hand in marriage. And so we do that. And uh, so we don't really get engaged. She, she goes to finish a couple months back at Teen Mania. She can't date, so we're still not yeah, dating. So we're, we're, so we're, you're not dating. You're not and, and, and we're not really technically engaged. And then yeah. she gets done about the same time I'm done here. And we, we had kind of, during this time, our families are like, okay, let's plan it. So we get married that summer and both come back to Rama. And so we decided uh, we wanted to finish together. So I set out a year. And she went her first year, and then we finished together in 99. And it's interesting because when I first came to Rama, I was young, right? I was 24. Uh, We got married. I was 25. Um, I thought I was going to be a youth pastor. And I think I thought I was going to be a youth pastor because I thought that's what 20-year-olds in ministry do, right? If you're young in ministry. I think think a lot of people who who go into that track because they're young and they don't know what else to do, you know, they figure I'm going to be a youth pastor. Youth pastors. So. Yeah, and it probably helped that I set out a year because, again, still going to uh, church every every service, uh, still attending all the extra meetings and things going on, still reading the books and everything, and so continuing to grow spiritually. And so by the end of Nicole's first year, um, we'd both been praying and believed we were supposed to go in the pastor's group. Even though we really didn't think we are supposed to be pastors, we, we just felt led mm-hmm. we're supposed to go in the pastor's group. And so we go into pastor's group, and again, uh, second semester, probably around this time, uh, you're starting to think, especially then, it's basically just two years, and then yeah. you need to figure things out. Um, we're like, what are we supposed to do when we leave? And so we're, we're praying about it, and, and we get this. Uh, God, God is uh, so good, and he says, I want you to go home. Okay. okay. <laughs> so so, so what, are, what are we supposed to do? And, and uh, I have this argument with God. I'm like, you know... Jesus said there in Mark that a prophet's without honor in his own hometown. How am I supposed to go home? And I didn't hear an audible voice, but again, the Holy Spirit on the inside, it's like I said that to God, and he said, you're not me, and you're not a prophet. I said, (laughs) he said, I told you to go home. And and so, right, we we had left. Uh, Nicole had also grown up at Lone Star, got born again at Lone Star as a kid. Uh, She'd moved back and forth between Missouri and Wyoming. Her dad was in the oil field business. And um, we didn't have a right. We didn't have a Rama church that sent us. We didn't have a church to go home to, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, because obviously uh, the the Baptist church probably wasn't going to be welcoming us uh, when we came home. And yeah. so w- we just decide, okay, w- we'll move home. And we we were obedient. We literally had the truck packed the day after graduation. We were back in Missouri. The U-Haul was wow. was back there. Uh, my mom and uh, stepdad were living so, in. So this time in you had to U-Haul. You didn't have to. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't the Beverly Hills <laughs> on the way back. Because <laughs> I got married and I had a lot more stuff when I went home than yeah. I did when I arrived as a single guy. Uh, for a long time, I could put everything I owned in my Dodge pickup until I got married, and then those days, yeah. those days were gone. And so we go back home to Northwest Missouri, and we're we're living in Bethany, which is about 15 miles from where I was born and raised. Um, so same area. And we go back, and uh, we, we start. My mom had been attending an Assembly of God church there in Bethany. And so we're like, look, it's, it's spirit-filled. We'll, we'll go there. And there was an amazing uh, older pastor who was there, Pastor Ray Todd. And so we went, and, and we went and introduced ourselves. And I told him, I said, look, we just graduated from Rama. I said, I'm not here for your job. I'm not here for a position. I'm not here for anything, not even a volunteer position. I said, we're here to serve you and just learn from you. 
Uh, I said, if you need anything, we will do it. I said, if you need toilets clean, we'll do it. If you need the lawn mowed, we'll do it. If you need your lawn mowed, we'll do it. And he said, great. And he really mentored us uh, for a couple years. And uh, when things, if he had to be gone, after a while, he would let us fill in on a Sunday morning. Uh, after about six months or so, he put us in charge of the young adults uh, Bible school, Sunday school class. Nicole was over the children's ministry. She had served here at Raymond Children's Ministry, and they never really had one. And then he started to give us, sun, they did Sunday night service, and he turned that completely over to us. And he said, um, here's the thing, we can't pay you, there's not a position, but you can take up an offering Sunday, and whatever comes in, y'all can keep. Hmm. So I'm working for my mom and her, uh, her husband, my stepdad, they had a business in town. And uh, so we would do that, and uh, I'm sure they didn't used to collect much on Sunday nights, but the offering started to get bigger because my mom would show up, <laughs> and I think she'd drop a big check in uh, to take care of her kids on a Sunday night. And uh, so that, that's where we started, and, and we're there just serving him and the church whatever way, and uh, we didn't know where we were going, what we were supposed to do, but we just knew, hey, God's called us here to this point. We didn't have a, a clear direction on what everything was going to look like, and I honestly think a lot of people miss that because they're looking for all the details and they're looking for, well, what's it going to be like in a year? What's it going to be like in two years or five years? Instead of just just going, I was telling uh, someone the other day, I always look back at Jesus's first miracle, right? Water into wine. And and it's there in, in John 2. And I love uh, Mary looked at the servants and she said in verse 5, whatever he says to you, do it. Do it. Right, Nike did not invent just do it. <laughs> Mary, the mother of Jesus, yeah. invented just do it. And, and sometimes we want all the, the details and everything, and all you have to do is just do it. And, and so that's what we did. We just go home. Okay, let's just do it. Hey, go to this church. Okay, we'll just do it. Well, what's there? I don't know. We're just going to keep. God is, is a rewarder of those who diligently seek, the, seek him, and if you'll just be faithful and diligent, um, God will reveal to you things that, that he wants you to see when it's time to see it. And so here we are uh, helping out the Assembly of God in Lone Star, the Baptist church where we grew up. Um, my aunt, my mom's oldest sister, was going to church there, and uh, they had a pastor who had retired but was had stayed on. So he was a retired pastor, and he'd just come and preach. And he was retiring for good. And so she called me, knowing I'd went to Bible college, and said, uh, how would you like to... Uh, Come try out that Lone Star. So I said, okay. And uh, so we went and asked Pastor Todd. You know, he was our pastor at the time. And he said, I think it'd be good for you kids. And so it was Father's Day uh, Sunday, 19 years ago, this, this coming June. Okay. And so we go to, to fill in, try out. And, and the church had uh, six people. Wow. <laughs> All over the age of 60. Most of them <laughs> over the age of 75. And that was it, five little old ladies, one, one old gentleman. We have three sections in our church, and they all sat on the right side, so you could preach just facing one direction. One direction, yeah. And, you know, one of them would fall asleep sometimes, and uh, another, she, she was, wasn't born again yet. Uh, she'd cuss sometimes, right? And, <laughs> and, but she's showing up to church, and, and so we show up, and, and we're the youth group, right, Nicole? And I, there are no families, yeah, there are no, no kids. No, no, yeah. Uh, because they'd had a retired pastor, and you tend to uh, attract who you are kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, we, the questions we never asked, we, we never asked how much they were going to pay us, because <laughs> it didn't matter. So they obviously voted you in. <laughs> well, they didn't at first, so we filled in through the summer. So technically, I didn't get hired, I think, until like August. 
But I, we never left after that first Sunday. But the one lady stayed awake long enough to vote. She did. <laughs> okay. And 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 so well, who else are going to get? <laughs> so, and that's it because because the church right is twenty miles outside of our town. I always tell people if we have a guest minister in, and especially if they fly in, we'll pick them up in Kansas City, which is about seventy five miles south of us. And I tell them, look, I'm going to pick you up at the airport. I'm going to drive you to your hotel in Bethany, where we live. I said, you're going to think I've taken you to the middle of nowhere. Then I'm going to pick you up before service and drive you to church. And you're, and you're going to know that you're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right? The original building, 1863, added on in 1970. We don't have running water. We still don't have running water at the church. Really? Yeah. I was we, waiting we, for them to drop that yeah. on you. No, we, 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 we do have bathrooms, <laughs> yeah. but we have to haul water cistern. in oh, the wow. back of a pickup, put it in an old cistern, a brick cistern, and then we have a pump in our basement that pumps water into the faucets and the toilets. Wow. So, so there are places in America that still don't have water that, that comes by. And uh, so so we're out there. They're, they're, so, so no running water. No running water. Uh, we, we only had one bathroom at the time. It was in our basement that they put in in 1988. Well, that works nowadays. You know? Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and, and so the it, transgender bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Before it was cool. You're, you're trendsetters in the transgender world. <laughs> and, and, and so they ask us, and, and we show up. And uh, we, we moved uh It'd be coming up on two years, and so we were, we were going through files trying to get rid of some stuff, and we found our first uh, tax return from the church for that first year. I think we earned four thousand dollars. Wow. wow! And Nicole looked and she said, "How did we live?" I said, <laughs> "God is good. Yeah. God's a provider." And 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 through that, you know, I would work other jobs and do things. I was bivocational, and so we just showed up. And so Nicole would do worship because they had no worship leader. I would teach Sunday school. We only had one class because we only had adults, senior adult class. <laughs> Uh, I'd, I'd preach the message. We'd come back. We'd do a Sunday night service, and we'd do a Wednesday Bible study. And so we'd do all of those things, and they paid us $125 a week contract salary. Wow. And I told them at one point, and, and the church had some money there, not, not a ton, but they had money, and I told them, I said, look, if we ever get to a point when there's no, where there's no money, I'll still be here on Sunday. Yeah. Because, right, if God's called you to do something, mm-hmm. you do it. it. It doesn't matter what it is. And so we we just start plowing away. And then over over a period of time, you know, you get a few more people. And, and that, You know, to put that in perspective, I heard my grandfather minister a number of times, and he said his budget was $150 a week. <laughs> yeah. Back, you know, whenever that was, the 50s or whenever that Not was. Not in the 2000s. <laughs> yeah. That was his, that's what he needed to come come in, so. Because I remember he was talking about there was one week he needed three hundred dollars some yeah, some kind of some kind of emergency yeah and so well, I, w- t- I so, wasn't I wasn't preaching but when Kim and I first got married I made one hundred and fifty praise the Lord yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah praise the Lord and 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 so we're just there and you know all of a sudden you you go from six to ten and and ten to twelve and uh, so it's a Baptist church well CF it's wonderful to have have you and you know. I'm sure the students are really enjoying listening to your story and, you know, hearing how to start basically from nowhere, from six people to where you're at today, almost running three, getting ready to maybe have three, three services and looking for a new place. And so thank you for coming on the broadcast. Amazing. And, um, you know, if you would like to find out more information about Raymond Bible Training College, if you'll just go to rbtc.org, rbtc.org, you can find out everything you want to know about Raymond at that site. And if you'll just give us your information, we'll have one of our student ambassadors contact you and maybe yourself or maybe you know somebody else that would like to come to Bible College. Whether you feel called to the full-time ministry or you want to just learn more about Raymond or more about the Bible actually at Raymond. 
anyway, Tony, it's been wonderful today. Yep, Hopefully the weather day. stays stays nice and, you know, I don't care what the groundhog, if he saw a shadow or not. We're, we're, I'm, I'm claiming, I'm claiming you know, <laughs> springtime. Amen? Amen. Well, here at Raymond, we're bringing hope, hope, help, and, and healing, healing to the, the world. world. God bless you guys. You have a wonderful day.